0: Oh my God, hi, I haven't seen you in a while. Welcome back, it's nice to see you again because the first time we did this, you guys absolutely loved it and you have been requesting for a part two for the longest time. So of course, I went on IG and I asked you guys to send me in your questions and oh my God, did the juiciness double. So I shall be answering all of your controversial questions and difficult dilemmas. So grab some popcorn and a cute beverage, because it's about to get interesting. going to be discussing all things dating relationships boys sex periods beauty life advice friend advice remember that my podcast and all of my social media is linked below so if you didn't get to send in a question for this video what are you doing follow me on instagram because that's why i always ask you guys to send stuff in and right before we jump to this video a big shout out to cider clothing for sponsoring it i've been wearing cider for I wanna say the last two years. So the best thing about Cider is that they make statement pieces for everybody. And I mean, everybody. They have the widest ranges of sizes. I'm talking if you're extra petite or if you're plus size and anywhere in between, they will have clothes that fit you. On top of that, I think the most unique thing about their website and other brands don't really do this is when you go onto their website, they have clothing for absolutely any aesthetic you're looking for. I'm talking like 90s aesthetic, grunge aesthetic, quiet luxury aesthetic if you want to be living your sophia richie lifestyle i actually just did a big shopping spree on sider.com and got a bunch of new pieces to align with my current style which is very like simple but elevated and sophisticated when i was picking out these new pieces for my wardrobe i was more so looking at versatile pieces that i know i'll wear for years to come honestly i am obsessed with some of the stuff i found online because it's really giving quite luxury aesthetic for a fraction of the price i am obsessed my personal favorite item was this really puffy black mini skirt. So it's basically shorts, but it's so puffy that it looks like a little mini skirt. And when I posted it on Instagram, you guys went crazy for it, right? Because it looks like it's so expensive. And I've never seen another brand do a piece like that, but it's so versatile. I can pair it with anything. I can get way more wear out of my clothing with these pieces and always have outfits ready to go because each piece can go with another. You know what? Let me just let the clothing do the talking. Here's a quick little haul. in my description below so that you can get 15% off your cider order. Don't worry, I got you. Cider ships to over 130 countries across the globe and they have free returns with every single order. A super easy and seamless shopping experience. You get free shipping on orders over $39. And it only takes five to 10 business days to get your order shipped with free standard shipping. So if you're ready to level up your wardrobe and get good quality for an affordable price, shop Cider using the link in my description. And now let's jump into the video. Chapter one, boys, situationships and sex. My boyfriend has a girl best friend who I am uncomfortable with. What do I do? She's my best friend too. Your boyfriend being friendly with your best friend Isn't what shocks me It's the fact that you feel uncomfortable about it Like something is shady Like take a second to just step back from the situation And actually think why am I uncomfortable Do I think that my boyfriend's gonna flirt with her Do I think my best friend probably likes him And if you feel like there's something like that there Either address the situation Or distance yourself from anybody Who's making you feel unsure of your relationship Like he should ensure that you are so secure in your relationship That he could hang out with however many girls And you know that in his eyes They don't even come close Yes. <laughs> To what you mean to him and to his life. But if that's not the problem and your best friend isn't the problem and everything is well and good but you just generally feel uncomfortable then you need to change your perspective on the situation. You should see it as a green flag not a red flag because when men are friends with women they are showing you that they actually see women for human beings that can bring value to their life through their personality, their humor, their energy and not just sexual objects which many men see women as which is why they hang out in their little alpha packs and degrade women 24 and it is your responsibility as a girlfriend to trust him take a step back and let him live his life in the way he wants to so then sooner you can find out what he's really like and what his intentions are because if you're going to play the role of controlling girlfriend who's like i don't like it when you do this this and that it's not going to stop him from disrespecting you it's just going to make sure that it takes longer for you to find out and therefore you waste your time for longer how do you know when he's the one i love this question ultimately it's when your inner child feels safe It's when this person understands you like nobody else. It's when the weirdest, goofiest, most authentic side of yourself can come out and you can share every single one of your fears, your traumas, your most embarrassing moments, the craziest things you've ever done, the things that you're so insecure about and open up to them, to your partner, and they just make you feel so loved and safe and seen. It's when you found the man that your teenage self dreamed of being with and especially it's when you wouldn't want to change a single thing about them i have never experienced this before right like my partner is not a perfect human being with zero flaws because you are never going to find a person that has zero flaws but he is so perfect to me and to my life that he is literally the missing piece to the jigsaw puzzle that completes my life i wouldn't change a single thing about him because i love every single one of his flaws every single one of his weaknesses matches my strengths and vice versa i would also say that the truth is it is very hard to figure out if somebody is the one for you unless you get so obsessed with trying to fully understand them there is not one singular uncertainty or thing that i don't know about my partner because we've had every single ugly conversation you can imagine in addition to that you know you found the one when every single day you wake up you feel so blessed to be with your partner. You never worry about, oh, I wish I could go back to the beginning because every single day that progresses, it gets better being in your relationship, growing together, getting to know each other another day and living another day with each other. And finally, to sum it up, I think you know you found the one. When you find someone who is so committed to continuing to understand you and grow with you and go above and beyond to love you in ways you could have never imagined before, and then, you also feel the exact same way about them. I didn't even think this kind of committed love was possible when you each give each other all seven components of love and you, it's not even an effort. Like you don't need to think about it. You want to give your all to this person because you care about them that much on to the next one if i met my ex coincidentally how should i behave oh i like this there are two ways in which you can approach this situation number one is the invisible strategy this is when you've seen that your ex is out in public even if you guys have made eye contact you're like huh what who huh i don't know you seriously you're gonna act like they're a stranger okay you're basically ghosting them in real life this gives you so much power and confidence and makes you seem like the hot ex that moved on super quick This strategy should 110% be used if your ex did you dirty in any way, disrespected you, cheated on you and things ended badly. Even if you actually miss them and you are screaming on the inside when you see them, you are going to use the invisible strategy. And then the second way to go about this situation is by using the mature strategy. And this is basically when you're nice about it, you address the elephant in the room, you know, if you've made eye contact, you just smile and you're like, hi, like I hope you're well. And then you do try to exit it quickly, okay? Because we're not trying to give our pasts that much attention. This is definitely the right strategy to use if things were either left on good terms or so many years have passed that you genuinely don't even care anymore and they didn't do you like that dirty. Because at the end of the day, all of our exes did play a significant role in our experience with love, relationships, and life. And just because that relationship ended, doesn't make it any less significant. So this is kind of a way to just show them that little bit of kindness and recognition without, you know, jumping into their arms. However, if your ex was toxic or did you dirty, you are not allowed to use this, okay? I've been in a relationship for three years, but I am not attracted to my boyfriend. I learned this the hard way. Attraction is actually important. And I know it's annoying. Men aren't that nice to look at generally. I have had many dating experiences where I placed personality over and it just always fizzled out because you know what? You grow to resent them. I've forgotten who said this, but there are literal studies that are done that show couples are less likely to get a divorce if they date within their own social status. So you need to be able to see the social desirability in each other, whether that be money, attraction, or what kind of circles you run in. Plus, you might push down that insecurity now, But it's only a matter of time before your eyes start drifting. Like, what are you going to do if a 10 out of 10 man comes up to you and starts flirting and he's also everything that your boyfriend gives to you, then what? You ain't staying with your boyfriend. Like, really question this here because even if you do love him and things are good, this is still a form of settling. You should be able to have someone who gives you everything and that you are physically attracted to. Listen, don't listen to anyone who says that you can't have the whole damn cake and eat it because yes, you can there are too many books and too many podcasts that show the link between a lack of physical intimacy and a very high rate in divorces don't let it be you if i were you i would leave now because you can always do better what do we do if we love ourselves and have a great life but still just want to have a partner in life okay so you're saying that every single one of your boxes in life is ticked and you just want to find some love. Well, that's good and that's normal. Congratulations. Never feel shame about wanting to have a boyfriend and get married and all of that, okay? And if you have mastered your self-love and you have created the life of your dreams and you've set a list of high standards, go you. This desire that you have just shows that you're a fully functioning human that is capable of sharing and giving love and affection. How do I ask my boyfriend about his personal finances? if he is your boyfriend you better walk up to him right now and just plain ask him a lot of people say that they ask like a first date about their personal finances i'm not sure that that's a movement i can get behind but if you are in a real ass relationship i don't care if you've been in the relationship for a week you can ask about his finances. It is a big part of relationships, like it or not. I know it's a very awkward and ugly subject. No one likes talking about it, but it has to be done. Otherwise, you are quite literally volunteering to waste your own time. It is one of the biggest factors that determines whether your relationship is actually gonna work long term and whether this person is eligible enough for you to marry them. So don't delay it, because what if you keep getting too attached and you keep falling in love and then boom, they have a gambling problem. Or boom, they never saved anything in their whereas you did so now you're 16 you're a millionaire and they're living off you, ew don't let anybody make you think that you're a gold digger or you're superficial for asking those questions. Asking those questions is a form of respecting yourself and your time, but also respecting your relationship and being like, hey, we should talk about this now. And if we don't align in certain places, maybe now we can talk to fix and grow those areas so we can make this relationship work long-term rather than leaving it in the dark. And if your boyfriend has a problem with this conversation, then he is clearly insecure and he probably does have secrets to hide. So that's a major red flag. Is it okay to text the toxic AFX for closure? Oh, I have a love-hate relationship with this question. Because as much as I want to be the big sis that says, no, F him, you can do better. I did text my toxic ex a few times. It's girl talk, okay? We're in our pages, we're eating popcorn. I can spill my secrets. Sometimes. And emphasis on sometimes. Yes, it is okay. But let me just tell you the terms and conditions to this real quick. This was only to be used in desperate measures. For example, scenario A, this person ghosted you, didn't give you an answer, the breakup is still fresh and you 100% send them a text, an email, whatever you have to do and be like, hey, why did this happen? Please just give me an explanation because yes, you do deserve that. Many times, their disrespect to you should be your closure, but I totally get it. Like Sometimes we need an answer because we're so confused and you don't wanna spend the rest of your life wondering what if. And scenario two in which this is acceptable is if the breakup is fresh, you haven't contacted them, you've done all the right things of throwing the stuff away, deleting the pictures, blocking them on everything, trying to move on with your life, building yourself a better life. Like These are all good breakup things. I also have a video on breakups, which you should watch for that. But let's say it's a whole year later, and they're still in your head, and part of you still wonders what if, and you're like, you know, what if, we're, what if we're good for each other now? Or if the toxic ex has been reaching out saying, I've changed and I'm doing better, and I wanna be with you, but you know they're toxic and you shouldn't be with them, okay? This, this scenario is actually what happened to me. It's a whole year later, you've done all the healthy things, but something's still not quite right. I say, do the call and do the text, but you have to promise yourself that that is one chance. You get one chance to do the final phone call or text message and then they are blocked for good and they are out of your life. And I am saying that this is okay in some situations because when I decided to give my ex the final phone call a whole year later, that shit put me off him for good. Oh my God. It wasn't closure. It was so much more than that. Like, yes, I got my answers as to why we didn't work and why he was treating me the way he did, But like a whole year had passed and I had grown and I had done all the healthy breakup things. This man, it was his first conversation with me post breakup and he was still being his toxic self. And he was like, yeah, but you shouldn't have worn these clothes and you shouldn't have gone to the club and you shouldn't have made all these friends when you went to uni. And I was like, sir, it has been a year. And he was talking about like his goals in life and what's going on with his family and stuff. And I remember I would like have to mute the phone to laugh to laugh because I was like this man hasn't changed in the slightest and oh my god look how much I've flourished since the breakup and this phone call is proving every single thought I had right and it put all of my doubts to rest and it stopped me from missing him and it closed that chapter for good. Is it bad to masturbate? Does it come in the way of being a high value woman, manifestation and such? No. I think it can actually help you in many, many, many ways. As long as it's done in moderation, you know, we're not out here trying to become addicts and not having control over our sexual urges. But I think it's actually important for women to explore their bodies, figure out what they like, so they can actually have better sexual experiences with their partners. I also think it's another form of self-love, becoming in tune with your body and your physical needs and not relying on a man or hookup culture to fulfill those needs for you. If there is one thing that Sex and the City has taught me is that there is no shame okay no shame in honoring your sexual desires and buying a damn vibrator i've actually also heard quite a few people say that masturbation is really good for manifestation and that when you're about to reach climax if you start manifesting or thinking of things you want it speeds up the manifestation because you're in such a high vibrational state which in my head when i think about it i can see that it makes sense but i haven't looked into it before nor have i tried it but that's an idea some food for thought how to get over a situationship with a fuck boy. I know I deserve better, but I want him to change for me. Instead of thinking of ways to get him to change for you, you need to start spending that time questioning how you can get yourself to change to stop thinking about this person. This question in itself should give you all of the answers as to why you shouldn't be caring about this person. Word number one: situationship. The somebody thought that they could get away with putting you in a situationship and giving you girlfriend duties without actually putting their label on it and getting access to you without earning you absolutely disgusting did not respect you or honor you or value enough to make you his girlfriend you should be so ached out right now word number two fuck boy seriously i mean some fuckboys are really hot Let's not lie. But once again, this is all about changing your perspective. And I went through this in uni and I was like, ew, that man is for everyone. Everyone has access to him. What a low vibrational seat to be in. He slides into every girl's DMs. His entire life revolves around the attention that he receives from other people. You should not be wasting another second of your time when there is a real masculine man out there who is secure, who doesn't waste his time going after every single girl he passes on the street, actually has his list of standards, and you are the woman of his dreams. And every single second that you choose to entertain this little fuckboy, you are holding yourself back from all of the wonderful experiences that life has waiting for you. And then you saying that you know you deserve better, but you want him to change for you. I've been there, I felt the exact same way. It's when you know you're being mistreated and you're like, you know, I shouldn't have to go through this, but what if he changes? And then everything works out. But you know why we start feeling like that? Because we have a lack mindset when it comes to dating and love and what we're gonna get out of it. Because when you don't feel like there are plenty of fish in the sea, and there are so many men out there who have wonderful qualities that are going to want you, you start settling for these little boys and hoping and wishing that they're gonna for you because they are the only person that get to you and like you and give you that comfort no there are so many people out there that are going to give you that and so much more you need to start coming home to yourself and working on your confidence so you actually believe that about your life that way the first time any kind of guy shows any sort of red flag you're out of there what are your thoughts on friends with benefits p.s love you i love you those benefits are to be earned they are a privilege to have by people who have put in the work to wine and dine meeting in order to earn it. Not only wine and dine me, but spend time trying to get to know me, tick all of my boxes, match my high standards list, make me their girlfriend, and then we'll see where we go from there. I've never done friends with benefits, but I saw many people do it in uni, and every single thing that I saw was so messy, and it was a whole entanglement, and then other people get involved, and then the friendship is ruined, and people, somebody always catches feelings. Like, to have such a lack of discipline over your sexual urges is not the one. But people are different, and people find their joy and their happiness in different things. For me, I have always felt my most confident when abstaining and so that's how i've gone about things so far when i haven't been dating and in a serious relationship chapter number two confidence questions advice on mean girls and people making fun of you in school oh my god get confident about it they spend their time belittling others how pathetic like i wish i knew this when i was in school I used to think that the girls that were mean to everyone and judged everyone were cooler right because they were they were doing that to put themselves on a pedestal and I believed that mask they were showing but the truth of the matter is that people who do that are deeply insecure and unhappy with their life let me study this person real quick what can I pick out about them oh that person has acne oh well I don't so let me just comment on that to make myself feel better that is the thought process they have how to be everything a guy wants We don't waste a second of our time trying to be anything that a guy wants. Let me ask you this. What's everything you've ever wanted to be? When you spend time trying to attract men. You are abandoning your real life purpose. You are abandoning all of your feminine energy. You are abandoning what your inner child really wants as well as all of your daily priorities. And you were not actually aligning with the high value men because they're not worried about attracting women. They're focusing on hustling and grinding and being fulfilled. When you shift your focus to wanting a guy, that energy only appeals to desperate guys who are seeking out any woman they can get. You are aligning with their exact mindset. How do you deal with haters slash fake friends? It's taken me a long time. When somebody betrays me, I don't take it personally. I don't see it as this person is coming to my life to betray me because life is unfair and I'm supposed to have a shitty friendship experience and all of this, no. I see it as a higher power, the universe for me, has sent this person into my life at this time where I needed them to give me this experience and then give me this lesson and then off they go, that's it. Everything is always serving me and is in my highest interest when it comes to that. And then as for haters on social media, this person is going through it and they need love way more than I do and let me send them that i think it takes me out of like the victim mindset that i could easily fall into and feeling sorry for myself to then giving compassion to a person which yeah they don't necessarily deserve it and they're being a bit of a d-bag but to reach a place in your life where you go online and take time out of your day to try and tear people down that person is probably living a life that is so bad you couldn't even think it up. i've realized people aren't ever hating on me They're hating on a few sentences they've seen. They're hating on a three minute video. They're hating on an Instagram picture. That's not me. And that's just taught me like hate is never accurate. People take one thing and generalize it to your whole whole personality. And I mean, that's not true, so. How to be self-obsessed? I love this question. This is a very broad question. As excellent as it is, this this would fill up a lot of content and I have something in the works to teach you guys how to be self-obsessed. Stay tuned. How do I stop caring about others opinions? You start caring about your own. You are the only person that's been by your side for the longest, has gotten you through every single problem, has been with you every single happy moment, knows every single minute, insignificant detail about you. Therefore, the only opinion that is actually relevant and valid is your own, because you're the only person that knows yourself inside and out. Everybody else's opinion is so invalid, it's funny. Because one, not only do they not have the full facts, but 10 times out of 10 when people give their opinions it's about their own life experiences their own traumas their own insecurities their own doubts and they are using that information that they have used through their own lived experience and how they're trying to apply it to your life which is completely different to what they've experienced how to show people especially men around us our self-worth one quality to adopt you can't show anybody your worth you know why because people choose what they want to see you can be the whole damn cake and that person is still gonna go settle for the crumbs over there you can become everything they've ever wanted and then explain it to them and they still won't like you people see what they want to see and people go after what matches their self-perception and their life beliefs so even if you are as amazing as you are they literally can't even handle being with you if somebody else doesn't like me that's okay because everybody has different preferences and that's fine if you don't like me and if you don't see me as beautiful that's okay that does not take away from my beauty that just means you like different things to what that person likes people that are actually meant to you will be drawn to you will be addicted to you and your energy and they will see your worth like that and they will not wanna let you go as a result because they know how much value you bring. Therefore, there is nothing for you to prove to anybody ever. Gosh, I can't stop stalking girls who I'm jealous of, help sis. I got you. Every single time you are tempted to engage in a low vibrational activity, I want you to stop yourself and think, is this what my higher self would do? If the answer is no, you're going to force and discipline yourself to stop it at once. It's hard and it's uncomfortable because you're forcing yourself to give up your temptations 100%. But in order to actually get the result you want, which is to stop doing this activity, you have to start taking a completely different path. You have to make a complete identity shift to get something different. You have to become the type of person and identify with the kind of person that wouldn't even care what anybody else is up to because they're all irrelevant. I highly recommend that you watch my jealousy in comparison video, and hopefully that will put things into perspective. And the last question for this chapter. I'm not confident with my breast size in skin fit dresses. Some tips, please. Coming from a small boob girly, okay? Here are my tips. Do you think Ariana Grande is insecure? Do you think Zendaya wants to have a boob job? Do you think Miss Bella Hadid does not think she's enough because she doesn't have cleavage? Nuh-uh. Small boobies are beautiful too, okay? And this is coming from an A-cop. So let's stop continuing this narrative that we all need to have these massive boobs in order to be sexy and gorgeous because what we always forget is there are so many women out there who are actually deemed some of the most beautiful women on the planet that do not conform to those beauty standards. You know why? Because there is not just one idea of beauty. There are... Thousands. Chapter number three, friendship dilemmas. My bestie did me wrong and betrayed me, but I miss her so much, I feel empty, and it's been two years. It's completely okay to care for people who do not reciprocate that energy, but you have to care and miss them from a distance. We open up our hearts and our trust to literal strangers who then become our everything to just become strangers again. It's only natural to miss somebody after that, and that is just a sign that you love them to the fullest. With this dilemma, the real problem is the feeling of emptiness nobody should ever be given the power to make you feel incomplete. We are everything we will ever have in this life. We are the reason we are capable of love. We are the reason that we have funny moments. We are the reason we've had every single memory we've had. We carry all of that love and light in us and we need to stop allowing other people to be the representation of that because it's actually all inside you. And if you had it before, you can have it again. Nothing that is meant for you is ever gonna miss you. So if she was meant to still be in your life, she wouldn't have betrayed you and that friendship wouldn't have had to crumble away. So while it's a beautiful thing to be able to reminisce on those amazing memories and miss the fact that you really did love someone, it is more important to focus on our next foot forward. I'm starting to not like my pessimistic friend. I don't have anyone else to hang out with school. I got a strategy for you. You are going to continue to be civil with this friend, but start forming a slight distance, okay? Only talk to them when you absolutely have to, e.g. when you're sat in class together. Don't stop texting them when you're at home, commenting on their IG pictures, start creating a distance. Don't be fake with them and act like you're their best friend. In your other classes, or whenever you're around other people, you are gonna force yourself to start talking to other people, okay? Start building a pro rapport with them, get friendly with them eventually you become close with these new people you can start having lunch with them and end things with a pessimistic friend for good just that way at least you're kind of letting them down easy and you're not ghosting anybody but you're still kind of staying true to yourself and honoring what you want and not allowing yourself to stay in a situation that makes you unhappy what are the signs you've outgrown a friendship the biggest sign is when you start hesitating to tell them things. For example, something good's happened and you're not sure if you should tell your friends because what if they don't support you? What if they don't get it? What if they change the subject and don't give you the support and the attention that you're looking for? What are friends for? Or let's say you're levelling up your lifestyle, you're trying something new, you're trying to grow into the next version of yourself. Let's say you're trying to do 10K steps, you're changing up your diet, you've joined a Pilates class, you know, you're doing something, you've started a side hustle, a business and you want to talk about it, but you hold yourself back because you're like what are they gonna say and they're not gonna get it and they are not in that space i think that that is a big the biggest sign that you have outgrown a friendship and people don't always have to do you wrong and betray you for you to realize that a friendship is no longer serving you and for you to leave i have had friends who are funny and they are nice but i have left them behind not because they did anything wrong but because all they were concerned about was talking about other people's lives all they were concerned about was partying and drinking and I was trying to go on to bigger things. So yes, I did have to leave them behind. But you know what? Because I did that and because I listened to my higher purpose, I ended up aligning with the people that are actually meant for me. And now my entire friendship circle has changed and now I'm associated with people who also run businesses and also are very ambitious and want to go higher in life. Next up, why are girl friendships so complicated. Yes, a lot of women do have this natural instinct to compete and try and outdo each other, but that doesn't mean that all women are like that. I had this feeling that this was possible. So I started getting so fussy with my friendships and I cut off anybody who no longer aligned with me. And I did go through the icky phase of being alone for a while and not having anyone to hang out with. And everyone was partying on the weekends and I couldn't go because I had no one to go with. And it was lonely and it was sucky. I changed my priorities. You know, I focused more on work. I focused more on solo dating and self-love. And I was patient. And slowly but surely, over the last year or so, I have literally manifested my dream female friendships. Girl friendships are only complicated if you make them complicated. As soon as somebody is acting shady, you should leave that takes all of the complications out of it this links into another point which is all about energetic alignment if you have wounded feminine energy or if you have this belief system that female friendships are full of drama and jealousy etc etc because you believe that that's all you're going to keep attracting and that's going to continue to be your loved lived experience until you learn the lesson and move on and the last question for this chapter is how to stop gossiping you should be so obsessed with yourself and everything else that is going on in your life that discussing other people is simply a waste of time like it's so irrelevant It is a literal disrespect to yourself that you are choosing to waste time by talking about somebody else, a situation that you cannot control, a situation that has no impact on your life. When instead, you could be using that time to getting to know yourself, spending time with your loved ones, chasing new experience, loving more, giving more, serving others. Once you realize that, the thought of gossiping will ick you out. And the last chapter, which is life and beauty. These are a few questions with just other random life advice. Question number one, what form of birth control do you think is best? Non-zilch, zero. In my opinion, never go on birth control for a man, okay? If you wanna go in it to help lighten your period or help with your acne, I can kind of see the benefit to it. But I just think it's pumping your body full of hormones. It's so unnatural. There is an endless list of side effects, truly try to refrain from putting yourself through that experience unless you absolutely have to. Using a condom is your best bet, and if your man ever makes a big deal of, oh, I don't like how it feels, or it's a hassle to always put a condom on, do you know what's really a hassle? Having to experience nausea, backache, mood swings, spotting, migraines, cramps, depression, random weight gain, and that's not even all of the side effects. All for a man who can't even wear a little bit of plastic for 10 minutes. How to cope with having a poor relationship with a parent despite wanting to be closer? Unfortunately, I can relate to this question. This is one of the hardest challenges you can go through and I've battled with it for a long time and I'm not saying it ever stops hurting, but you do get to a point where you realise we can't always put our parents on pedestals. and. It's a hard pill to swallow. Like this is also our parents' first time going through life and they don't have all of the answers. And by no means does that excuse any mistakes they've made, but it does give you a better perspective because at the end of the day, we can't control our parents' relationship with us and how they choose to go about it. We can only control our mindset with it, okay? And that is the difference between living miserably or with peace. I think when you want to be closer, all you can ever do is communicate and talk and keep trying. But if your parent consistently lets you down, you have to take them off the pedestal and realize at the end of the day, they are another person like anybody else. And just like you wouldn't let anybody else continue to disrespect you and let you down and hurt you, you can't keep allowing your parent to have the same power to do so. I feel like making my relationship official will cast evil energy on us, how to deal with negative energy. Okay, we're talking about evil eye, a concept I have never and will never believe in. Joy is our birthright and this whole new concept of holding it back in fear of what other people are going to think and therefore the power they will have over our blessings and happiness is wild to me. You haven't come this far just to come this far and hold back your happiness in fear of other people's envy. 100%. People are going to wish bad on you, okay? People are envious and people can be shit and they don't want the best for you. But who said that their bad wishes have more power over my prayers? At the end of the day, I always have the most control over my life. And guess what? I have shared every single one of my wins and blessings on social media and none of them have ever been taken away from me. I simply choose not to engage in this concept of evil eye or believe that anybody has the control or power to control my life because I am a lucky girl and everything is always working out in my best interest and I work for what I have. When you believe in things like evil eye energy you are placing your fate in the hands of others. I am only where I am now and only as ambitious as I am because there are other people in the world who have shared their blessings before me. They have openly spoken about their happiness, they've openly spoken out about their relationships and what happiness there is to be achieved in life and thank god they did because that inspired me to strive for more which is what has gotten me to where i am now and as a result i share what i have now to hopefully inspire another person that there is always more to get in life and you should never just settle for what you have because you can be so abundant when you even give this negative energy stuff a second thought you are voluntarily choosing to be a slave to the what ifs instead of choosing to live in the moment and squeeze every single last drop of happiness from your current moment as you should best deodorant options for sweaty girls i feel you okay i have tried many deodorants on the market a lot of people rave about the Mitchum one that is like the number one rated roll-on deodorant in the uk by, by women everywhere for me i didn't find that it worked or it, in fact it kind of wore off after a few hours my holy grail deodorant okay i would recommend this to anybody because this stuff lasts all day is the nivea pearl roll-on deodorant I'm insecure about how my private parts look. Is that something worth worrying about? Or am I hard on myself? You were hard on yourself, sweetie. Because guess what? Everybody's private parts looks different. They all come in different shapes and sizes and everything, okay? Some women's labias are like tucked away and neat and some are out and some are dark and some are pink and some are light. In a way, they're exactly like faces. Everybody looks completely different, but that doesn't mean that everybody's ugly. And at the end of the day, a man is never gonna leave a room because your vagina looks a certain way, okay? He's in the room with someone he clearly cares about or hell, just a naked woman. He's not analyzing what shape and color your vagina is. You'll be fine. How to deal with a bad day out of the blue? I love this question. Um, I deal with it by realizing that the bad days are just as important as the happy ones. In fact, we would never be able to appreciate the happy days without the bad ones coming to rain down on us. Bad emotions and adversities are part of the human experience. You have to embrace them because they have their own beauty within them. They are a gift that grant us more wisdom and knowledge and allow us to grow. They teach us how to create joy instead of always relying on things to be perfect. When I'm having a bad day I have two ways that I can deal with it and I think depending on your situation you can use either strategy. The first one is to be gentle on yourself. Sometimes things get rough and we need to just surrender and be like you know what I'm done and in that time you can recharge so you can give life your best shot the next day. However, you can't use this strategy every single time you have a bad day, otherwise you're never gonna get anything done. And this is where discipline comes in. And this comes with the second strategy of dealing with a bad day. And this is where you use the push through it technique. It's when things are sad and things feel bad and you don't wanna do it and your motivation isn't there, but you push yourself to do it anyway. Because you realize I get to choose how I feel about this situation. I get to control my mind and my emotions and whether or whether or not this is going to ruin my day. And you know what? As difficult as it is to do something in the moment where you're not feeling like it, but you do it anyway. Yeah, it feels sucky, but you go to bed that night feeling so satisfied and so strong and powerful and confident because you're like, Oh, I didn't even want to do that thing, but I showed up for myself and my future self by choosing to do it anyway so much appreciation for myself in that moment and that brings us to the end of this video i hope you guys enjoyed it wow doing a girl talk part two was super fun just being here all cozy in my pajamas eating snacks with you guys having a little girly talk was amazing comment down below and let me know if you want to do a part three because not gonna lie i really want to do it so if you have the dilemmas i am here to answer them make sure you give this video a thumbs up if you liked it and make sure you check out my second youtube channel it's linked below in the description have a great week thank you so much for watching i appreciate you and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.